Hello and welcome hey, to Atomic Geekdom. Oh, My name it? is Dave. Why are you talking? Oh, man, Sorry. you haven't been introduced I, yet. I thought I was doing it. I thought I was doing it. Am I doing the intro or are we're you? All, we're both doing the intro, I guess. Who's doing the intro, though? Why don't we question. do it together? You want me to do the intro, Why Kyle? Do or do you want to do it? We were doing it so well. We'll do it together. You want to do it together? All right. Yeah, this is staying let's do all it. in. All right, together. Right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Kyle. Hope you're all having a fantastic week. It is, at the time of this recording, almost Wednesday, so your work week is halfway over. Uh, so, how's everyone doing today? Good? Good? Excellent. Well, joining me tonight, we hey, have... Hey, everybody, it's me, Dave, from Atomic Geekdom, just starting off the podcast like I normally do. Normal, normal start to the podcast. Listen... Great show tonight, today, whenever you're listening. You might be listening in the morning, in which case, good morning. Hey, welcome to Atomic Geekdom. <laughs> All right, I give up. Jenny? <laughs> Jenny's here. <laughs> when did you get here? Oh, you guys are awesome. That was really funny. As you can tell, <laughs> we are missing somebody tonight. So we're going to run over everything. Yes, and by run over, I mean in our cars because it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy <laughs> i'm still out of beer anywho how is everyone doing tonight i'm doing great except we just figured out before recording that kyle has not watched black mirror that is true it's yeah what's up with that kyle i just haven't i just haven't sat down and watched it fully it just hasn't been something that has been like, I need, I personally need to watch it right now. I'm sure I'll huh. get around to it. Just like, just like, for instance, I have, I'm on the last episode of Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I'm, like, 30 minutes, don't forget to hit record. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> I'm on the last episode of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Like thirty minutes in, but I haven't finished it yet. It's just it's just sitting there waiting for me to do it. So I haven't even started that Sabrina show, and I don't plan to. It, oh, dude, it's great! It is I've great. Heard. It is great. It's, it is dark. It is I've messed heard. And dark. Like yeah, okay, so so we all want. I know Johnny and I have Jenny. Did you finish Game of Thrones? I did. You were there with that episode. I am so sorry. <laughs> I. Um, but listen like, to our, our recap. I, yeah, we, I we, liked we it. Did a, we did a recap of it last week. I know. Week, I'm, being, I'm being a terrible, terrible host and forgetting stuff. This is what happens when you get old. That's your, <laughs> it's, it's what Dave does. You're just being Dave. Yeah. Um, but like with... Dave too. Yeah. With, with the Battle of Winterfell episode, how dark it was, that's kind of like how some of the scenes in Sabrina are, where it's really dark, and I'm like, do I want to turn... Up my brightness on my TV just to see, or just keep it the way it is. You wanna, you wanna know what's funny? It's like I must, I, I'm gonna brag. I must have a kick-ass TV because I didn't have any issues with Game of Thrones, and I love the coloring in Sabrina. Like it's so funny because other people have said the same thing, and I'm like, I, I think it looks great. So I don't know if it's a setting thing or not, but, but darkness as in subject matter. A lot of episodes of Sabrina, I'm just like, holy shit, they went there. I'm like, that is some 
That is some sadistic, messed up stuff. Yeah, but who would ever say that about Sabrina the Teenage Witch? You, um, you'd have to watch it because, like, yeah. it's, why, it's... Why not just make a show about a witch? They do. No, no, no. no. Not, not, take, not take previous material. And oh, no, it's not. Like, it. Oh, so you're not saying, like, take, like, stuff from a comic book and, and do it? Right, just do something original. Just say, I look, hear, we want to do I a story the... about a teenage witch, but we, but uh, we're not going to do Sabrina. We're going to do our own thing. It's Claire, Claire the Claire the evil teenage witch, or whatever the show's about. Well, you know what though is, I think you're wrong because I know multiple people that read the Sabrina comics, and although it's not like exact, I'm being told it's very in the the spirit of it. So, I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I haven't read any of those Sabrina comics, so I don't know how faithful it is. But it's, I mean, the executive producer is Greg Berlanti, and he's done all the CW, CW, or the CW superhero shows, so I can, I'm, I trust them. Yeah, and it, I don't, you know, it's, it's definitely made for like a 14 to 18 year old audience. Oh, yeah. Like, it's. It's just dark enough where it doesn't feel like it's a Disney, like, you know, kids thing. It, it feels adult, but it still doesn't cross the line where a teenager can't watch it. Eh, I, don't well, I mean, there's a lot of adult themes in that show. Like the orgy? Like what? <laughs> like, the, like the witch orgy? Oh, God, yeah, that... What? Yeah. <laughs> And and um, but it's it's like a coming of age story, like and that's that's the greatest thing. It's like she has to, you know, she's getting pressured to have sex with with this uh, warlock guy, and and she and she really likes him, and she's like, do I or do I not? And you know, you've got all these other classmates at the witch academy pressuring, going, that's what we do, mm-hmm. and her and him have to make a decision that. Do they do it because everyone's doing it, or they do what's right for them? And it's got little like. Well, models. that sounds interesting. That sounds yeah. good. And, and orgy those... doesn't. Well, it's all based on the idea that at like the winter solstice or whatever it is, all these witches go out in the woods and they have an orgy. But well, so who is this show for then? It doesn't. If if witches are having orgies, this is not a show for teenagers. It's you'd have to. It, it's also got the big satanic thing that they pray to every day. You know, like yeah, it's dark and but it's really smart. It's it's done really well in my opinion. Mm, it sounds like it's for adults and they're taking advantage of it being for adults by having witch orgies. Well, there's also I mean there's also a character in there dealing with um, gender identification. That'd Great stuff. Put that in a show for yeah, sure. And they do, and it's. It it takes some of the characters maybe a uh, a couple minutes to to like deal with the change, but after that they're like, okay, you're you're you now. So, yeah, it, it's nice to see that in a show, especially with a a teenage driven show. Yeah, and and like I said, like it it ten years old might be too young mm-hmm. because it is. It is more an I've hit puberty type type subjects, but I think they do a great job of keeping it in that 
14 to 18, you know, target art audience type thing. I liked it. Well, I would not let my 14-year-old watch a show about witch orgies. Let me me rephrase. It's not about witch orgies. I wouldn't let her watch a show where witch orgy is the topic of conversation. It's a... It's a show about them signing their soul away to the Dark Lord. So, I Satan. mean, Hail it, it's, it, you know, you, it, when you take it out of context, it sounds bad. But the way that they tell the story, <laughs> the way that they tell the story is really smart. And mm-hmm. it's it. If I was 14 years old and I was watching this, I would feel mature and I would get it. And it does some really yeah, good. A little, like, little too mature. Like, What's that? I said a little too mature. Yes, no, me. It, it gives All right, you guys. Life lessons. <laughs> the stuff that your parents don't want to talk to you about, you know, you can learn. I mean, you can that. do that without being graphic and dark. You can do that by being by by taking characters and putting them in human situations. That's what yes, they do. It's That's not where they Fourteen-year-olds are having to deal with witch orgies. It's not. I, it's not graphic in the sense that there's body parts all over the place. There's none of that. So you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. It's, there are, I mean, it, it's, it's the best way to say this. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, I'm I just going to keep nitpicking. Oh, that's, that's fine. Right you can you keep nitpicking it all, all you right. want. I'll keep- I, I enjoy the show for what it is. It's, it's a different take on the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch that we all watched uh, in the 90s. Exactly, yeah. It does, it's got some laughs still, but it's... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I like it because it's smart. It's dark, but it's, it's super smart. On a similar related thing, well, not like teenager-wise, but do either of you guys watch Barry? Yes. No. Yeah. I love oh Barry. Gosh, Barry is like the one of the best shows on television. Yeah, I'm not caught up on season two. I'm three episodes in. Dude, there are there are scenes in it where, okay, I'll try to where no spoilers. Karate Kid, have you seen the one with the girl? That's like parkour. Mm, have you seen that no. episode? Oh shit, that's the episode I want to talk about because I. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was hyperventilating. I'm like, this is fucked up. It's so bad. But you take these scenes that are like, that are so funny, but they are such an overtone of just dark. I mean, dark is the only word. It's a dark comedy. It's 100% a dark comedy. In season one, there are some scenes that have like, almost like a Breaking Bad-esque type feeling to them, where when it happens, I felt sick to my stomach, and I was just like, oh, my God, they went there. Like It it gets deep, and it gets dark, but then it's also really messed up funny. Like, it, it another one, super smart. Really liked it. <laughs> uh-huh. Dark season comedy. The of season two was pretty good. And not a witch orgy to be found, although to be fair... I haven't seen all the episodes, so maybe there is a witch orgy. There might be. There might be. Okay, so what I want to talk about is this. Uh, there is a lot of stuff 
getting, you know, coming out. So we've got Good Omens on Amazon. Have you guys seen the trailer and know anything about it? Uh, I know I, it's got David Tennant as a uh, demon. Oh, yes. And, and, yes. and Michael Sheen as an angel. And I know John Hamm is the in it. Premise? Do you know the premise? Uh, end of the world sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah I think it's it has something to do with them trying to stop something. I'm gonna I'm gonna wager they're I'm gonna wager they're trying to prevent um, either an apocalypse or uh, something to do with the Antichrist. That's it's my totally guess. the apocalypse. But here's what's okay. So it's Neil. It's based off of the Neil Gaiman book. The same guy that wrote um, the Sandman comics. He wrote American Gods, um, Nevermore. His books are awesome. This is so. It's dark too. Like we just keep talking about really fun dark stuff. <laughs> um, but it's uh yeah, it's an angel and a demon who have been on Earth since Earth, and the apocalypse is coming. They know they've known it's been coming for years. They don't like each other, but they're friends because they've been stuck on Earth together for all these years. Right. And but they've realized that they don't want the apocalypse to come because then all the stuff they like goes away. So that's kind of the whole thing of them trying to sabotage the apocalypse. It's going to be selfish reasons for selfish reasons. Totally. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm totally on board with this. I'm really looking forward the show it, yeah. it looks awesome and then also at the same time that launches deadwood the movie mic drop so that's another show i have never seen before oh my gosh kyle you're killing me tonight well when i mean when deadwood was on i didn't have hbo okay so i never i never watched it so, but it, I mean, it's a Western, it, it's well it's set in Western time. So, I mean, it, it looks interesting. Uh, I'm sure, you... I'm sure that the, if I know the Deadwood movie is coming out, I'm sure if I were to watch the movie, I would be totally confused on everything. I don't, yeah, I'm curious how they're going to do that. Too. So first, Johnny, have you seen, did you watch any of the Deadwood series? I watched, I want to say a couple episodes from probably season one. But for her, you just saw a lot of a lot of sex and a lot of the word cocksucker. Yes, that sounds about right. All right. Um, so I know. Game of I know Thrones in the early those, 2000s. I know it's one of those shows that I. Um, it's one of it's one of those shows that I really wanted to finish, and just kind of never got around to. Um, and then as time went on, it's it, it's it's. Uh, I want I want to watch it. I want to watch it, but obviously I haven't wanted to watch it enough that I've taken the time to do it. Whereas something like Game of Thrones, I never watched it until season seven was about to start, and then I watched all six seasons. So <laughs> now that I know there's a movie coming out, that'll be incentive for me to really watch the show. Here's what I'll do because I I I watched every episode. The, it's funny because the first season. I didn't jump into it as much as everybody else did the first season because it was just a lot of sex. It was a lot of cursing. And you're trying to figure out, like, just every character just seems like an asshole. You know, and you're like, mm-hmm. what am I watching? Who are you but, supposed to root for? Like, yeah. would be what you're asking yourself. 
that's the best thing. I mean, Timothy Oliphant as as Bullock is he's basically the same character in Justified. Exact same character. Like you want to like him, but you got to kind of raise an eyebrow at everything he does. But Ian McShane as Shorn, Shorn, I can't talk Shorn, Jin. I think that's how you say it. He is, he's genius. But you start figuring out, like, how the politics of this old-timey town works. Like, who runs the prostitutes and who runs the, the gambling and who runs the opium. And, like, it's all these different things that technically are like crime based but it's how the town keeps going and they do such a great job with like the characters um they're they are so great and pretty much every character that's in it has probably been on sons of anarchy because every time i watch sons of anarchy i'm like hey that's just calamity jane and hey that's but it's it's great so what we'll do is i'll watch it and then i'll tell you guys if you can dive in without seeing the series, because it looks like it's picking up right where it ended, because it's got the trailer all has a uh, Hearst in it and all that. So, but I am I am giddy. Plus, I can never get enough Timothy Oliphant. So, well, how many seasons of Deadwood were there? Oh gosh, four or five, I think. Um, and is it the standard HBO ten episodes a season? I think so. It might have been back when they did eight. Um, let me look here real which fast. Is even, which is even better because then you can get through it a lot faster. I mean, it's it's There's one of those a... shows. It's one of those shows like The Wire that I never watched that I'm I'm interested in watching. I just have to get around to actually sitting down and watching mm-hmm. it. So there are three seasons of Deadwood, and each of them I believe have twelve episodes because there are only thirty six total episodes. Okay, that's, I mean, that's that's still not bad. You but can it's, binge it. Yeah, you can binge it. I would, I would not, I would probably not see the movie before watching the show. So I'm going to commit to watching the show. I, won't, I probably won't be able to finish it before the movie comes out. Uh, in fact, I, I definitely know I won't be able to. <laughs> but um, my hope is that the next time we record an episode together, Jenny, I will have watched the show and the movie. I like it. I like it. That's my All goal. right. And then also, because I am a total book nerd, do you guys know anything about Nosferatu on AMC? No. I know I know that it's being made. Yeah, I know that it's about Dracula. It's not about Dracula. It's, no, it's not about Dracula. It's about Nosferatu. Isn't that Dracula? Kind of that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Kyle's like, wait a minute, what? So I've been lied to this whole time. Obviously, neither of you guys have read the book. No. Okay, so Nosferatu is written by Joe Hill. And it's basically about a guy that kind of kidnaps kids in a car. And he's kind of a vampire. But it's it goes way more like... There, the trailers look really good. There's a few things a little. I think the casting is a little weird to me because it's not who I picture to be cast. But there's there are some great scenes that look straight from the pages of the book. So I'm hoping they nail it. But there's not. I mean, in or I don't know if it could be something that would go on for seasons, seasons and seasons. Um, 
so maybe a one to three season type show, but I like that they're putting a different type of horror as a series on cable television. So I think I think it's going to be pretty cool. Well, um, well, who's in the title role? Is it anyone? Uh, uh what's famous? his name from Lost? Um, There's a lot uh, of people. Uh, he was in he's Spock from Star Trek. Zachary Quinto. Yes. Yeah. Was he on Lost? I thought he was on Heroes. 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 Yes, I'm. Okay. Okay. So, so today I've seen Zachary Quinto pop up on my Facebook, but it was for that. Um, or maybe it was the exact same thing, the NOS four two or something. Yep. It's it's the license plate of the car, but if you if you read it, so it's NOS. Four a two, so nose four a two. Ah, okay. Now that but makes, the, the posters that are makes awesome. Sense. So they've got a they've got Zachary Quinto and they've got half of his face young and the other half of his face is just old and like decrepit, which is a huge part of the story, which is really really cool. Um, and I but I haven't seen anything in the trailer of the car because the car is like awesome in the it's it it looks awesome i'm really excited for it well i'll definitely check it out especially because it's coming out on amc yeah i i think they premiered it or at least they showed the the first episode while we were at c2e2 because they had a big banner for it over over the main um main parkway or whatever yeah Um, it launches on this on the second okay so, and I know it was a book because my friend my friend mentioned that she that she liked that book and that she also liked like the sequel or prequel to it that's like a graphic novel. Oh, I don't know about this one. Oh, uh, well. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, you might have to. <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe Hill is uh, Stephen King's son. That's how yeah. I know the name. Yeah, yeah. Like, that name is really familiar. Okay, this is this is gonna sound really bad, and I know I'll get a ton of hate for this. I prefer Joe Hill over Stephen King. I mean, Stephen King has classics. I mean, The Shining, Pet Cemetery, and all that. But Joe Hill's books freak me out. Like, I actually from this podcast, um, somebody told me to read Heart Shaped Box. That book is awesomely creepy. And then he uh, he did a huge run of the Lock and Key graphic novels, and the Lock and Key is so good. But yeah, I'm I'm stoked on him. I have He's a Lock and Key so. graphic novel right by me. I wonder if he did that one. This is the first volume. So did, was he a main writer on the Lock and Key? Yeah, let me um let me see here. Um, I don't have any of my my. Lock and key graphic novels. Um, let's see Joe Hill. Sorry, bear with me. Bear with me. Talk amongst yourself. Oh, well, I go. I could go look real quick. Johnny. Volume one. Yeah. Volume one. He is a. Yeah. He's right. Volume. Okay. Okay. Well, but yeah, the... they're they're great. Gabriel Rodriguez did the illustrations. I didn't know yeah. that. That I also have planned. I'm also I also am 
like a little bit through the first volume of Umbrella Academy because I finished a show and my God, did they screw up the show royally? That's did they what screw I hear, it up if it's successful though? It so from what I've read, it's nothing like the book. Yeah, and but that doesn't always necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. No, but my friends who have read the book first and uh, tried to watch the show, they're like, "No, this is not. This is not good whatsoever." They they screw well, up some of the characterizations of the of the characters, and some of the events that happen don't take place at all. They're they're mixing in stuff from book two, and mm. it's just their whole thing is it's kind of like. It's kind of like people with Watchmen, how they didn't do the ending correctly. But whereas I look at the ending of Watchmen, I think it's a better ending. Me this, too. <laughs> this uh, reading the book and then knowing what I know about the the show, I I actually prefer what's going on in the book than in the show. Even well, after seeing but, it. But that's kind of the thing is that the show they they have liberty and license to do whatever they want but, and that includes making changes for the sake of but Gerard progressing Way, the show Gerard or, Way and Gabriel Ba who were writer and uh, illustrator for the book were also involved in the show so why didn't they what, I, I think that that just lends credence to the fact that they wanted to do something different with it Maybe they had a different direction they wanted to go with the show. Maybe the things that they did in the book didn't necessarily translate well to the show, so they needed to make some adjustments. Well, that's what that's what I heard is that um, when they approached the show, they took out a lot. I guess, and I could be totally wrong because I I have I haven't actually read the graphic novel, but I've heard that um, that it goes a little bit more into number five and where he was at and all that, and they kind of skim over a lot of that. They yes. give you enough to get through it, but his storyline in the in the novel is way more in depth, and you kind of understand the whole idea more about it. Um, I also heard that um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm not remembering any of their names. Uh, the ape guy, um, Luther. I hear his whole storyline is a bit different too, and they kind of just they did bullet points on it. And well, everybody that I know that have read it has said that they wish that they would have got more from the characters that they loved. And instead, they did more of just this overall. And now that they're going into season two, they're like, they wish they would have done more in season one and continued the story into season two. But I don't know. As a viewer, I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. So I, I've never read the book. And I and I quite like this show. I don't think it's the you know, it's not obviously not the greatest show in the world, but nothing, you know, not everything has to be the best or the worst. It was just to me a good show. And the so the the, the whole thing about taking the whole thing about taking uh liberties with a with an adaptation is that yes, there are going to be changes, but do those changes make it so that the film or T V show work? So, for example, Marvel in the MCU films take a ton of liberties with the characters and events that happen. 
But for the most part, they do it in a way that works and is still true to the characters, even if the circumstances are different. And uh, to the reverse effect, Batman v Superman uh, is uh, very much nothing like the comics. And which which would be fine if it was still true to the to the uh to the heart of the characters right it's right. okay it's okay to take liberties as long as you're still faithful to the core or the essence of what of of what you're basing your film on what the source material is and from what i understand even though there were changes made it's still pretty faithful in the tone um the direction and the characterization for the most part. And this is just what I've read. Enough that, that leading into a second season, you can expect more from the books to appear. Well, you kind of nailed it though. Cause that's where I get kind of frustrated with people with the walking dead. Cause I love the comics and the show has done some, like, you know, their own little things that fell pretty flat. I mean, I'll admit it. There there are some really stupid storylines that they went on. But the show always ends up back to where it needed to be. A lot of people complained about the last season. And I loved the last season because I thought it was one of the closer seasons to the comic books. But I, I love that they keep in the the spirit of the comics. And, you you know, even though, you know, Carol died in, like, the first 15 comics. I, I can't remember exactly what comic she died in, but she died early. She walked into a herd in the comics. Spoiler alert. Carol is such a strong character on the show, though, and she has survived it all. But she kind of has more of that Andrea role because Andrea survived longer in the comics. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's cool how they do that. Like, they kind of swap things around but you always end up with characters that are where they need to be so i'm curious if like um i kind of want to read the umbrella academy now because i've heard i've heard it's like a 50 50 split people who've read it either they like it on how they've done it or they've hated it how they've Mm -hmm. done it so it's interesting though to see where where people fall on it it's another another example though too of like where it went like a book to a movie it went totally totally wrong. Did you guys ever watch the HBO um uh movie of Fahrenheit 451, the one with Michael B. Jordan? No, but that's one I do want to do do want to watch because I have actually never read the book either. Really? Mm, no, no, I didn't watch it. I don't yeah, have it was in it. it was. N- it was never taught to me in school, so I never read it. It's uh, it's on my top three easily. Might even be my number two. Like it's one of my. I mean, I love Ray Bradbury. The guy wrote some of the best science fiction, mm-hmm. and for a book that was written so long ago to be so true to us now with our iPhones and things like that, I was really excited for them to modernize it. Except they. They took the core essence of the character Montag and made me hate him. Like Montag in the book has such a great development of being, I have to burn books to why am I burning books? And it's, it's such a great progression. And I, 
I hate talking bad about things, but I really, really didn't like it. And I love Michael B. Jordan and um, Michael Shannon. Amazing acting in it. I just wish they didn't take so many liberties on the characters. That's my two cents. All right. What else we got? What else is coming out? Well, Godzilla King of the Monsters comes out this week. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Of course, I have no idea when I'm actually going to go and see it. But I know I'm excited. I know the two broke geeks are excited about it. Oh, my gosh. Dustin is dreaming of it. Johnny, are you excited for it? Or is oh, this a I'm hard very pass? excited. No, I'm very excited for it. I can't okay. wait to see it. Did you Did you guys like the first one? The one that was made like five or six years ago? Like the yeah. one with, uh, in 2014? Yeah, the one with uh, yes. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver? Yes, but there are <laughs> problems with it that can make it difficult to rewatch. Which one? What is it? <laughs> the what? What issue? Primarily yeah. is that there's like no Godzilla, okay, I and it, and that. there's such a huge focus on the human characters, and the human characters aren't interesting. Yeah, so, it, so it's fine if you want to tell a Godzilla story that's about Godzilla from the human's perspective. So it's not a movie about Godzilla. It's about it's a movie about the characters that interact with Godzilla, right, or are affected by Godzilla and these monsters. But none of those characters are interesting at all or memorable except for uh the dad um brian cranston he's like and and uh oh what's his name who's the dude that says let him fight ken, ken Wat- uh, watanabe ken yeah. watanabe yes yes he's Thank good for stopping me before and, i screwed his name <laughs> and his and his partner that girl they're both good and brian cranston's <laughs> good um but they're hardly in it and uh, it so that movie, it's so long to have to plan to rewatch it is like it's it's just boring when it's not Godzilla or those characters. And there's so much of that movie that's not Godzilla or those characters. Right. You know, so when I, I rewatch that movie, I just skip through it, essentially, to get to the stuff that I like. Here's here's kind of my take on the uh, the. The last one, the the modern one that wasn't really that big of a hit. Um, when it came out, I liked it. It was a really fun popcorn movie, but it's not one that I go back and watch. Like, I didn't like the characters at all. And I think that's where they failed is that they had no character development. They just are like, you're supposed to like this guy. Here's this guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, everything with Godzilla, I got super excited for. But this one... I'm actually giddy for because I heard it um, revolves around Kong Skull Island as well. And I really loved Kong Skull Island. I mean, it has some flaws, but if it's on TV, I'm going to rewatch it. And if they go in that direction, I want to see monsters. I want to see all of all of the monsters that I grew up with. And I want Godzilla to scream like it's going to be rad. If they do that, I, the best review, and I can't, I want to say it was like IO9. It said something like their review of the movie was dumb uh, and beautiful. <laughs> Just like, I like it. Awesome, dumb, and beautiful, I think was their, their 
their tagline. I'm like, I can get on board with that. So hopefully, hopefully it pans out. I know. Do you have a favorite uh, kanju? Kanji? Kanju? Do you say kanju or kanji? You mean kaiju? You mean kaiju? Yeah, I say it differently than everybody else, and like, I never get it right. Never. (laughs) It's just kaiju. Kaiju. I always say kaiju. Well, it's kaiju. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're saying it wrong, but <laughs> uh, but that's just how we pronounce it. Yeah, so you could be saying it no, right. No, no, I'm, I'm I know I'm wrong, but <laughs> um, so do you guys have uh, do you guys have a favorite aside like, from Godzilla movie? Kaiju movie? Yeah, no, well, movie or just monsters? Because you get, I mean, only well, one. I mean, it doesn't have. Kong in it, but you get a lot of really important ones, right? In this one? Yeah, you get Mothra, Rodan, and I'm always going to screw up the name King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though you might be saying it wrong, who knows? No, who knows? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, those... (laughs) Those three are like the most are the famous ones out of the original um, monster or the Godzilla movies. So, so I'm hoping they do it justice from what I heard of this, from what I've heard from this movie. And I haven't really looked into any of the reviews is that this is more uh, focused on the monsters than on the humans, which I'm glad about. I'm happy with. Yeah, for sure. Let, Let that be the focus of a monster movie. The humans come second. I am excited to make I I don't want them to fuck up Monta, though. Like, just the wings and everything. They, so I, they're not going to screw that up. I don't think they're going to have the twins like they do in the original uh, Japanese film. And I don't think they're going to have the original song that they sung, which might be a bummer. But I can always go back and rewatch that Godzilla film if I want to. Which, those early ones are fantastic. And very low budget. Oh, but I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're and I mean the just the the costumes and the puppeteering. Oh yeah, it's so fun. They've done some great ones though, over the years. I mean, there's a lot of like anime Godzilla movies, and I mean, it's it's definitely a token, especially like for. I think that's great about Godzilla is you can be in your 60s, in your 50s, in your 40s, in your 30s. All the way down the line, and everybody has some sort of link to the Godzilla franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, Godzilla and King Kong. Like, everybody everybody knows them. They're famous. <laughs> Johnny, you got a, you got a, your favorite one? Uh, I guess Godzilla. I mean, I'm not super familiar with what other kaiju creatures there are, or kaiju films. Uh, and certainly Pacific Rim 1 nor 2 would be super high up on the list of favorite kaiju films, especially when you compare it to something like uh, Godzilla or King Kong or Kong Skull Island. Yeah. So, Johnny, have you never seen have you never seen the original Gojira? I've no, I've never seen the original. I've seen some of the some of the um, the Japanese Godzilla films or mm-hmm. Gojira films, uh, but 
I'm not like a huge fan. Like I don't, I, they're not movies I would ever go back and revisit. Gotcha. Um, side note, like moving on against Godzilla, another movie <laughs> that's coming out pretty soon is Dark Phoenix. Are either you guys gonna go see that? <sighs> Eventually. Yeah, I, I I might not, but I might. It would depend. Yeah. I've got it's... I've got zero interest in it, so it would be a movie that I would see if I was like. You know, I probably really should see this for mm-hmm. X reason. It's yeah, it's not high on my list right now, um, but I mean, I will eventually see it. I'll see it this. I'll see it like the. I'll see it in the same month it comes out, but I'm not. I'm not running out to the theater to see it just because Apocalypse left a bad taste in my mouth, and them doing Phoenix kind of already. They, sh- they, my... could, they could have done they could have done other storylines before it, I think. I'm I'm nervous for Dark Phoenix because I want it to be good because I love I love the comic books with I mean, it's dark I mean it's mm-hmm. it, it's really good especially the struggle that she goes through. I think that and this is I could be totally wrong. The trailer might be exactly what you're getting. It might be a hundred percent. That's the movie. That's what you go see. Sit down, enjoy your popcorn. But I feel like they edited the trailers wrong. Like, there's the scene where she's, like, she's looking at somebody. You could tell, like, she's kind of crying, and she's just like, but I like it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't I, – I have a feeling, and I could be totally wrong, and I probably am wrong, and somebody's going to call me out on this, but I have a feeling that's probably a bit more of a, a speech of her not knowing how to deal with all of this. You know, somebody going – well, just don't do it. And she's like, but I like it. You know, it's like, how do I not do something I like? Right. Which, which would be more in theme with the written storyline, you know? So I'm hoping it's good, but they, those trailers, do they did not do a good job with those trailers because most people that I know that love the X-Men, love the whole storyline of that, they're a little scarred, like you said, from Apocalypse, because I think they tried to do too much with Apocalypse, and mm-hmm. they didn't understand the whole design thing of less is more. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I hope it will be a surprise and be good. I hope they do a really good job in developing that storyline. But we'll see. Is it too oh. much to ask to put her in the costume? <laughs> yes, it is. It's too much because to ask Fox to to put the X Men in their X Men costumes. From well, the not comic. even them, because what they have Any in this one is close to what we've seen in comics before, just not time accurate or era accurate. But this is now the the second movie that has featured Phoenix, and neither one of them. As far as we know, for this new one, she has not been in her 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 classic Phoenix costume, or even her dark Phoenix costume. Well, I think maybe, and again, I'm just guessing. I'm just you know grabbing at whatever I want in my brain, but they might be leading up to that because up to yeah. this point right now, she's just an X Men, you know. Yeah, and. I don't know. I I, th- I think I'll be disappointed uh, if they don't have it. 
I can Uh-oh. see that. I lost you guys for a second. Oh, We're talking Johnny. I'm here. Costumes. I'm yeah. here. Costumes. All right, well, here's what I have to say. I don't know what you guys said, but but here's what I have to say <laughs> on it. Um, even if the film is serviceable, let's say it winds up being decently acted mm-hmm. and the story makes sense, it cannot service the, 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 the characters um, or the or the original story in any way it it would it's impossible the whole point of the phoenix store not the whole point a big point of the phoenix story is that you take this you take this character jean gray and you completely warp her to be something that she has never been and in these movies She's too new for people to be like, Jean Grey would never do that. There's obviously something wrong. And uh, and we're not connected with enough of the characters to to invest in them being distraught over her changing. And it's directed by Simon Kinberg, <laughs> which is a big problem because, A, this is his first – This is the first film he's ever directed. It's his directorial debut. B, the only things he's he's written on that have been any kind of decent are like uh, Sherlock Holmes and Days of Future Past. Pretty much everything else he's credited as a writer on is crap in one form or another. So... In, in, and I'm looking at his list right now. In 2005, he he wrote for Triple X, State of the Union, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Smith has its merits. Um, but Triple X, State of the Union is crap. Then he wrote X-Men The Last Stand, Jumper, Sherlock Holmes, which is good. I like uh, Jumper. This, uh, I like things about Jumper, but the film sucks. I think. <laughs> The film's bad. It's a bad movie. You can still like things or enjoy a bad movie, but it's a bad movie. Um, this means war, which is bad. Abraham Lincoln, which I really like. Abraham Lincoln know, Vampire like, Hunter. Uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I like that. I, I, like, I like that. that film. I like that one too, but it's not a good movie. No, no. Um, then he wrote. Then he was a writer on Days of Future Past. Again, one of the good ones. And then 2015's Fan Four Stick, X Men Apocalypse, and now he's a director, writer, and producer on Dark Phoenix. That's a shitty track record. That's like one I, of the worst track records you can have. It almost it almost seems though like he every movie you named he needs somebody that will hold him back because every one of those movies had merit except it was they were all too busy. Like he didn't know when to uh, like he didn't leave. I, it, he didn't trust the audience to being smart enough to like have moments of silence in his script. It's like we got to go to the next action scene. We got to have another villain. We have to, you know. So I don't know. I hope it's good though. I I do hope it's good. I, I what I think what's sad is that I don't really care if it's good because I checked out because I'm just checked out of the X Men for a couple of reasons. One, Apocalypse was abysmal, uh, and and two. They they they're not making these anymore. This is the last one. So who really cares whether or not it's good because it's not 
continuing. It could still wind up being one of those one-off movies where you can go, you know what, that wasn't half bad. I wouldn't mind watching that again on Blu-ray. But it's it may very well be written to be an end of that series of X-Men films, you know, as they transition over to Disney. And I don't see any way it could possibly be good enough to be an end for the X-Men films. So I'm pretty negative on it. I'd love to be surprised. I sure would love to go into the movie theater and be like, ah, you know what? They actually did things in this movie to make me care about Gene. But I don't give two shits about Gene. <laughs> I don't care about this version of Gene at all. Like, there's nothing she's done in any of the other movies that make me go, oh, I really don't want to see her go bad. Like, whatever. Kill everyone. I think it's just <laughs> catering to the people, though, that know the storyline. Right. And that's, and the, that's the problem. He's so quick to adapt that story that I don't think he understands it. Just like just like the, the Zack Snyder, I, I guess I'm talking about BVS again for the second time tonight. Um, just like Zack Snyder and trying to adapt some of that, um, the Dark Knight Returns in Batman v Superman. He doesn't get it. So all he's doing is going, oh, there, this is a comic people like. Let me try to get this stuff in the movie. I have a feeling, though, that a lot of like movie, like directors and writers and stuff like that now, they, they, when they approach things, they forget to actually, uh, I don't know, I don't know how I want to word this. They forget to know the characters. They know the resume of the character, let's say, but they don't know how they would act in a family setting or in, you know, they need to dive in a little bit more. So you have that emotional ground with your characters and you have that moral compass, you know, if they're a little shysty or if they're really, you know, the good guy and they have to have flaws. And I think what they do so many times in movies now is they want a hero or they want the sexy girl or they want the serial killer. And they're so cookie cutter that they never dive into the characters that much. And I think that's where Marvel is winning is that you really appreciate like how they write Captain America. Captain America has multiple layers to that, that character. Same with the Iron Man character and Tony Stark in those movies. They really dive in where you, you have this overall sense that you know them. I never got that from any of the newer DC movies because it's just Batman. It's just Superman. You know, I already know what their their cookie cutter shape is, and it falls into the storyline as such. So, i I hope they I hope they can dive in and do Jean Grey and the Dark Phoenix well. Um, is it Jessica? Who's Who's the uh, actress that's in there with her? Um, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling that that's how they're doing the shortcut of getting you to where Gene starts to like it a little bit more. Cause just in the trailer, she kind of looks like the antagonistic. Mm-hmm. She's the one pushing the buttons. She's the one going, you know, they're just shit talking you, right? You know that this, and just sort of pushing her towards that direction. And I agree with the, I agree with you, Johnny. I think that they could have done that over the spans of these movies. So when you get there, you don't need the secondary character to push you into that storyline. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, going off of DC, going off of Marvel, um, 
Who's excited for Swamp Thing? Oh, me. <laughs> me. Me, 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 Excellent. me. Excellent. Johnny and, and Jenny, are you caught up on Doom Patrol? Yes. Jenny? I am not. Okay. <gasps> that's, no, okay. No, that's okay. No spoilers. That's okay, that's okay but it, Doom Patrol is better than Titans. I don't Doom want Patrol Doom is a thousand Patrol. times better than Titans. And I'm, I'm always, I am always the the odd one out on it. Like I don't watch any of like the Titans. I don't watch any of the, you know, Agents of Shield. Um, watch Doom would, Patrol. You would, you would love, love Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. It is one hundred percent up your alley. Yeah. Okay, I will yeah, add it, onto my list. It's not a superhero show, whatsoever. There's a superhero in there. But it's not based around him, and that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's good. It's <laughs> really, really good. And I just watched the um, the season finale uh, last night because I didn't get a chance to do it when it came out, and then yeah. I had a super busy weekend, so I finally got a chance to watch it last night. Man, mm-hmm. that show is so good. How do I... they? Here's what I don't get. As as I've stated many times, I watched the first two episodes of uh, first two episodes of uh, Titans and hated it. I di- I liked nothing about it. There's uh, hold on, let me think. I'm trying to think if there was one thing I liked about those two episodes. <laughs> there is not a single thing I can think of that I liked in those two episodes. <laughs> Doom Patrol, I love everything. What How are these from on? the same group of people? How are these from the same network? Quote unquote. Or streaming what? service. It doesn't make any sense. What did you say, Jenny? What it, is, it, it is streaming on the uh, DC uh, Universe app. Oh, that's probably why I don't watch it. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it is a paid subscription that you have to get to watch it. But it is, let alone, I think, Doom Patrol is it makes me want more. It makes me want to read Doom Patrol, but I have a feeling that I'm going to be disappointed if I read Doom Patrol, <laughs> just because I, I have a feeling that this these character these characterizations are going to be very different. I'll, I'll tell you when I first started watching, Cliff was my favorite character. I couldn't get oh, enough of him from start to end. Robot Man is my favorite character. Oh, see, mine switched. Mine switched as the as the series went on and they and they delved more into. Um, uh, Larry and Rita, they mm. became my two favorite characters. And for me, the MVP of the entire season was Rita. Rita, Rita is the best. Yeah, I mean, she had a she had a good arc. She had so a did Larry. great arc. She had so did Larry. A good arc. And Larry Everyone had a, had a good arc. arc. Everyone had a good arc. You're right. You're right. There's really there's, I can't think of like a bad thing about the show because no, there wasn't if, like a bad episode either. Pick and find the bad thing about the show. It's supposed to make you go, oh, that's kind of bad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it feels like that's the intention. It tricks you into thinking the bad stuff is good because it's <laughs> intentional. It's just oh, it's so good. I love it so much. You would really, really like it, Jenny. I promise you. I, okay, does anybody else do this where there's so much streaming now? It's like, do I ha- do I add another one on? I'm like, I've got HBO, I've got Stars, I've got ABC, I've got Netflix, I've got Hulu, I've got Amazon. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there's to a lot. choose from. So you gotta you gotta be picky. Well, yeah. with me for 
DC streaming, I paid I paid up front. I paid seventy five for the for the year, and I also got three months free. So I'm not. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm just going to be paying for the whole year and not have to worry about it because it came out cheaper cheaper in the long run, and I'm glad with that because I can I can watch all these shows that they have access to like. Um, if I want to go back to and watch Lois and Clark, the new Avengers of Superman, the Superman serials, um, all of the, like the Bruce, Tim, mm-hmm. uh, animated shows, even though I have them on DVD and Blu-ray, I can still go back and watch them. And then I can read all the comics from that have been published up to, up to a year ago. And they're on there. Oh, Marvel, nice. Marvel, has i mean marvel has their marvel unlimited but they don't have a unified system unified app for their for their movies their tv shows and their comics so right. i think this is definitely a big win for dc well, that's and cool. i'm ex- and i'm excited for swamp thing i don't know much about it i read some of his stuff when he when he when it was the new 52 relaunch because I read some stuff with Animal Man. I know some stuff from Injustice 2. Um, <laughs> yep. But I don't know much about Swamp Thing. So I'm really excited about that. And then coming down the pipeline is Stargirl. Which um, which I think even Johnny, I think your daughter might like relate to. Because she's a, a teenage superhero. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I want to see a trailer for that. Uh, yeah, I I think we'll get it by the end of Swamp Thing. I I think that shows like Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing lend themselves to the kinds of stories and characters that that this streaming service wants to sell, which is why I think I don't like Titans because I don't feel any of the characters from the comics <laughs> in that show. It feels it it it. it it, it feels it feels like somebody said, "Hey, you know how everybody knows uh, Beast Boy? Well, let's throw all that out the window." Yeah, you know, have like him, have him have him change into one animal, one animal, and then he's naked afterward for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how people you know how people like Raven, right? Well, let's let's just fuck her up. How about that? <laughs> how about we do that? So characters in doom patrol lend themselves to that style of of storytelling where you can just deconstruct them from the beginning and and it works and uh swamp thing looks like a dark uh horror yeah like a dark horror series which is perfect for swamp thing so i don't know how you take star girl who is so different from (laughs) doom patrol and swamp thing and make it feel like its own thing without them going down the road of, Hey, you guys know how some people know star girl. Let's just fuck her up. Right. Yeah. Like we don't, we just don't need that. You don't need to destroy your characters or, or flip the script in order for them to be interesting. It's okay for them to be hokey and colorful and boasting uh, their, you know, their power everywhere they go. That's okay. You can do that, and people will like it if you put that in a world that people enjoy. That sounds good. You guys almost sold me on it. 
I mean, yeah, I wasn't sold on Doom Patrol, like, the first... Like, when when they had that episode in Titans, I wasn't... I was kind of sold, but I wasn't... We're like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a shot, see what, see what happens. And then that first episode, I'm like, bam. Clip's my favorite person. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I love What the fuck? Like, well, he, just, he, <laughs> he says that a lot, and that's the best. I know. <laughs> that's the best. I'm, I just, I mean, there's there's an insane amount of the f word in that show, but it's hilarious when that's it's said. Right. <laughs> oh man, and Alan Tudyk as Mister oh, Nobody. Alan Tudyk is fantastic. Perfection. I just, he's. I didn't know. I I didn't realize I needed to know more about Mister Nobody. Mm-hmm. Because of Alan Tudyk, and the the end great. of episode thirteen, and I don't want to spoil it for Jenny or anyone who hasn't seen it. So Kyle, I hope you know what I'm talking about when that was the end of episode thirteen. I'm gonna try to remember that was two episodes ago. For well, the ba- basically, he says finally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that whole bit. Oh, it's magic. It's so good. It's so good. It's so great. <laughs> You gotta see it, Jenny. Oh my god, I can't believe you haven't seen it. All right, I'll try to I'll try to figure it out. Your yeah. guys' DC like uh, what's that? DC universe is like me with Shutter. Like <laughs> nobody has <laughs> Shutter, but I'm obsessed with it because there's so many good things on. But what can you do? Yeah. Well, I've got I've got another good thing I could talk about because I've been kind of crapping on some things that have been brought up. All right, uh, uh, let's. Do this last one and then hit the road. Yeah, we're over Jenny, an hour. Is that okay? maybe, yeah. maybe maybe closing thoughts. Closing sure. thoughts. Yeah. All right. All right. So here's the thing that I uh, watched that I'm caught up on now that I got too late. Uh, it's four episodes in. I think it's four episodes in. Um, Chernobyl. Have you guys okay. I, haven't, I haven't watched that yet. Is it good? Oh, it's so good. Okay. Yes. Uh, I heard that the first episode wasn't the greatest. Oh, you heard wrong. The first okay. episode is good. Okay, so, so it's it's so it's like a is it a docu? It's a uh, what is it, Johnny? Kind of, <laughs> kind of. Okay, you know how like, did you see the terror or the hear what? about the terror? The hell is that? The terror is about um, a ship. That like an icing ship or something with like old timey captains, um, you know, with big brilloy mustaches and the blue coats and big hats. Nope. Um, and they are they get stranded on the ice, and there is a creature out in the snow um, that is kind of taking them all out. Not taking them all out. That that attacks periodically. Um. It's really good. It's really, really good. I feel like I feel like I need to compare it to, oh, the, terror, to the, the terror. That was that was on like uh, AMC, right? Yes. It's like going up on like uh, like trying to break through from like Russia over to the states, right? And they got like iced in. They got yeah. They, their boat got iced in. They, I think. Wait, did they have two boats? They might have had two boats they that got iced boats. in. Everybody started going crazy. There's this weird thing where you're like, is there a demon? This, or this weird polar bear looking creature ish thing. Like okay. when they see it from a distance, it looks like a polar bear. But then when you see it up close, it's kind of like a polar bear. Uh, <laughs> okay, I have it's, a question. Anyway, it's great. I yeah. don't know how this ties into Chernobyl though, because I I watched that show. Uh huh. 
But that would not have come to mind if you started talking about Chernobyl. It's made so, by the same people. Oh, okay. So after they the cinematography the terror, great. Cinematography is fantastic. Uh, the the people that wrote the terror immediately went to writing Chernobyl after the terror was done. Okay. So this this is like an anthology series where they where they use some of the same actors. For example, Jared Harris was in the terror and he's also in this uh, in Chernobyl. Um, but the style that it's, you feel the same style. So if you were to watch the terror, so if you saw the terror and you were to go watch Chernobyl and didn't know that they were the same thing, you might go, this reminds me a lot of the terror. Got it. Got it. So it's really good. Four episodes in, um, I, I really enjoy it. And, uh, and all this does is get me so hyped for whatever it is they do next. I'm already prepared for the next series that they come out with because because chernobyl is good and i really really like the terror well everybody was saying you know they're all quitting their hbo subscriptions but hbo has a lot of awesome stuff on the docket that that new westworld trailer is some of the most excited stuff i've seen on i'm i cannot wait like just aaron paul walking through i'm just like dude and then you got the Watchmen, chernobyl everybody's talking about like emmy nods for it Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be, I mean, they've still got a lot of really good stuff. And Barry. I mean, come on, Barry. Oh, Barry. Yeah, Barry's <laughs> worth it. Bringing it full circle. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we did it, guys. I like it. High five. Woohoo! Don't Woo! cancel your subscriptions just yet, gang. Yeah, exactly. I, can't really, I can't really cancel mine. Mine comes with my uh, phone plan, so booyah. Oh, booyah. Yeah. Well, I'll join the Rorschach army and we'll all be good. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I just, I don't know how I feel about it yet. <laughs> I like that it's it's uncharted territory for the show. You know, it's it's a different storyline, so it could go anywhere. I kind of like yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm sure Alan Moore is just going to love it. Uh, you know what? <laughs> this is controversial, but fuck Alan Moore. <laughs> that whiny little crybaby. All these, oh, my property. <laughs> Shut up. Ugh, he's such Let a private. Let for Pete's sake. Uh, anywho, um, so yeah, this was great a writer though. He's a good great writer. writer. Sorry, let me th- let me throw that in there. I'm not saying he's a bad person or a bad writer. He's a fantastic writer. He's just a big old baby. He does complain <laughs> a lot. You know, rise up the things you love. Don't tear down the things you hate. Oh, those are fantastic words to go out on. There you go. I'm tearing down the things I hate. I probably totally screwed up that line, too. I'm just going with it. Yeah, did you mean build up? Build up the things you like. Don't destroy the things you hate. That sounds a lot better than what I said. Same idea. Very more poetic. Unless you were trying to say rise up against the things you hate, which I'm... Pro, yeah, I agree with that. That's not where I was going at all. <laughs> oh, all right, opposite direction. <laughs> opposite. Well, this was super fun, guys. Yeah. Missed out as he sits this... in the movie theater. You know what? This is going to be controversial, but fuck Dave. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, I don't mean that. That is controversial, I don't mean right that. there. <laughs> I do recognize that we've cursed a lot more since Dave isn't on that. <laughs> I hope he's ends up being okay with that. We're gonna we're gonna have to have a company meeting where we all sort of be like, Oh yeah, you guys. 
I know this was the the first one in a while where the parents were gone, kids got to play, (laughs) but there are still rules you have to abide by. And so, and if you're being recorded, don't throw out the f bomb so much, right? (laughs) Oh, sorry, I couldn't help it. All right, where can we find you guys at? Uh, well, I mean, I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at uh, KyleKrause89. Um, and you can also listen to me on the Legends Talk TV or the Legends TV Talk podcast whenever I'm on there. I'm also on Twitter at Johnny Wellens. And uh, I, I post some things every now and then. But other than that, I'm playing some Smash. And I guess. I, I, I sound so desperate when I say this now. Please but let me please fight play people. Smash Brothers with me. I I need more people to play with. So uh, hit Johnny, me up wanted, play some Smash one, Brothers. One of these days, I got to get a friend request from you. You want to play Smash, buddy? Yeah, but not tonight. Oh, see, this is why I need random strangers <laughs> to hit me up and say, "Yo, we heard you smash." I'll be like, I smashed, you smash? They'll be like, we smash sometimes. And I'll be like, well, let's smash together then. You guys make me feel really old. I can tell you every book that came out this month, but I don't have any clue what you're talking about with Smash. So <laughs> Smash Brothers! Make you, yeah, smash, Brothers smash Brothers, robots in disguise. Did smash did Brothers, did transform did before your eyes. That's the transform. Smash Brothers, led by Optimus <laughs> Prime. Smash Brothers, honor never dies. I don't. And demonetized. Smash Brothers, <laughs> heroes never lie. I could go on forever. Stop it. All right. Uh-huh. Jenny, where can the good people find you at? Uh, in recent months, mostly on Instagram at RobbieArt, except it's the same handle on Twitter, which now that we're getting close to San Diego Comic Con, you'll see me a lot more on Twitter. I've been on. Uh, Twitter hiatus. I'm. I had to avoid Twitter for a while. It was a little bit too much for my sensitive soul. But I'm going to jump back on and uh, see what mayhem I can cause for SDCC in a little over a month and a half. So yeah, I've got yeah. a lot of things for you guys. Yeah, I'm super excited for this year. I think it's a good crew and a um, lot going on. Plus, it, it last year it seemed like it was starting to mellow out again, which which is awesome. It makes it a little more intimate. So really, mm-hmm. really excited for it. And that's all I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen. And there's a lot of stuff that they can promote there. So I'm, it's going to be good. And I'm hoping they'll finally give a release date for V-Wars on Netflix. We'll see, though. So, yeah, that's me. Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to do something old here. Uh, seeing that Jenny's on the podcast, she gets the final word. Ooh, before oh final word, do you guys want to talk like 45, 50 minutes of politics? <laughs> Please do. Oh, okay. All right. Next time. Next time. Yay. So, Jenny, you got the final word? What is it? Whatever. That's my word. Nice. I like it. Good enough. And Good enough? Scene. Good enough. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. The Aldi. The Aldi. <laughs> <laughs>